Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to FPL Apprentices Season 2, Episode 32. After a week of whether to free hit or not to free hit, we are back. Chris, would you like to say hello and uh, explain what happened? Yeah, hello everyone. Hope your game week uh, was as good as ours this week, Tom. Um, FPL Apprentices are moving up in the world, guys. 377k, we've gone up 250k in the last a couple of weeks after what was an interesting game week 27 somewhere. A lot of people chose to free hit, ourselves included. And a lot of result, results didn't exactly uh, go as we'd expected. Um, but yeah, our team got a, a very solid 64 points on the free hit, which is not as much as we were hoping for. Um, Captain Kane getting 22, Son 9, Bednarek, Pope and Cancelo, the only people really getting any points of note um, but that moves us up um, another decent chunk from 450 to 370k um, and we're moving towards um, that goal of top 250k if you listen to the trailer um, I, I think it's just available on Spotify we we set out a goal of top 250k at the start of the season and we're really working our, our way towards that Tom yeah again like, like you were saying uh, another good week for us Whatever you get, when you get a green arrow it's always a good week um, I think it it wasn't as successful as it could have been, like you said. But because the week was lower scoring than we thought, sixty seven was a was a very good score. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was it was an interesting one. You saw people that didn't free hit outscore people that did free hit. Um, I mean, personally, I didn't free hit, and I got a fifteen k green arrow, even though I was quite worried. But it was down to captaincy. A lot of people auto captain Weghorst again. They made the mistake. Like we've spoke about many times about captain a player just because they're doubling. Me, me and you, I went with Kane on my own team. You, you went with Son, and they repaid us. Um, and again, I think it is a lesson that no one will be will ever seem to learn that double game weeks are overhyped, and you should go with actual proven FPL and Premier League players, unlike these these frauds that come into people's teams with the armband on. Yeah, it's another uh, word of warning to. To everyone when double game weeks come around you're right so every single season people seem to fall into the same trap and this season you've been very um adamant on on being careful not falling into double game week trap um and it's it's paid off for you so far i mean if you did mention some people have done quite well without the free hit i think generally if you didn't free hit this week you did struggle on my own team um i free hit and gained a decent amount of points there um and i'm looking at points in the 30s in the 40s from people who didn't free it. So I think overall free hitters have, have gained points uh, on average this week, um, but it wasn't anywhere near as good as I think it could have been. And it probably should have been in some cases. Yeah, I think especially with Burnley letting everyone down, as expected, again, <laughs> everyone thought Burnley was a was a Champions League um, style <laughs> team by the sounds of it, with everyone tripping up on their free hits. I mean, I'm a big Burnley fan, but I would have never tripled up on Burnley ever in in FPL. Um, so yeah, it, it it was a it was a week of. It, it's hard to say. Like you had United drew to Watford, and they missed Ronaldo and Fernandez missed about twenty chances, and if you free hitted, you would have had at least one of them. So to an extent, you're probably quite unlucky on the free hit. But like like I said, I'm just happy to get through the week with a with a small green arrow because um, I was worried it would it would punish us. And uh, the week started off on, on the Friday 
And it and it started off well for our team. I mean, we had Bednarek. We went Bednarek over Livra, um, which was we lost a couple of points because Livra got the bonus, obviously. And we had Brozier as well. And I was quite annoyed because I was contemplating going Adams in my own team over Brozier. But I think with the games coming, we're we're happy with Brozier. But Saints doing what they've done this season all the time at home. We've 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 been there personally. We've experienced it. They're great at home. Um, and another another comfortable two two nil victory. Yeah, um, I mean, Saints are on superb form. Uh, they really are, especially at home. They're putting up a fight in every single game that they're playing at the moment. You mentioned Adams just there, Tom. I think people are going to be um, paying a little bit more attention to him now um, after scoring this weekend. And Southampton obviously got the double this week against Aston Villa and Watford. So people will be paying more attention. Why did you choose Broja over Adams in the end? Uh, it... it... I was I was pretty set on Broger and then Adams came to me last minute and I thought I don't want to switch it when I've been set on Broger. Um and I've known previously as well Adams been a trap before. And I think with Broger as well it saves it does save you money. Um so I think I just went with past experiences with Adam have been a trap and I've seen the chances Broger get and I just thought I've, I was set on Broger, I didn't want to change it last minute. So that's sort of why it was a bit of stubbornness probably. But I do still think Adams is a bit of a trap. Um, I don't. I, I don't necessarily think he's better than Brozier for the coming game. I think minutes for both of them will be fairly similar, and we've seen Adams gets the goal in the Premier League, but Brozier scored in the FA Cup last night against West Ham. So they're both uh, playing confidently. A word on Southampton's home form, though, Tom. One loss all season at home, and that was Wolves in game six. So they've been solid all season at St Mary's. Yeah, and again, doesn't surprise me. Um, they they built a fortress at St Mary's. They, they, before the game starts, they go around with their with their little band, the yeah. drummers and, and all that sort of thing, get the crowd hyped up. Um, but yeah, no, there was there was a time in this season when people were talking about sacking Hasenhuel, and I'm guessing they haven't. I saw everyone question him putting out a, a weakish team in the cup, and they turned over the hammers. So. I mean, he's doing a great job at, at Southampton and they, they've been very impressive to watch this, this season. Yeah, so a lot of attention on the Saints is drawn towards the attack, especially Broger at his cheap price. Um, not as many people uh, have invested in Southampton defence apart from those that had Livramento a long time ago and still have him. Um, would you look at getting a Southampton defender? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it depends on your strategy. I think, obviously, they don't play in 30 now. I think it's hard because I think the defenders you'd be getting in this week are probably Chelsea ones. Um, and I think last week was the move to get Southampton defenders. Obviously, if you didn't, if you free-hitted, you couldn't have. But I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. If, I, I, don't, I don't know. I personally wouldn't. But I don't think it's a bad idea, necessarily. But yeah, um, I seem to least Salisu has a bit of a knock, as well as all Peters. And without... without Salisu, have you say his name? He's their best defender. So if he doesn't play, then I mean, I'm sure I think he's going to be fine. But there's a slight risk if he doesn't play, then I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want Southampton yeah. defender. I think last two games in fixtures that you would want to have a Southampton player, Everton and Norwich at home, they've won two 0 in both of them. Uh, they've got Newcastle and Watford at home in the next two game weeks. Uh, but I don't think they're a priority transfer. Um, to be honest, if you're planning on wild card in in 31 or so. Um, 
then I think Southampton defence is decent, but I just don't think it's a priority to get them in. Um, I'd probably look at someone like a Rudiger or a Reese James, given that Chelsea now have a double game week. In game week, is it this game week? It is, isn't it? Game week 28. So their fixture has been rearranged with Norwich. So game week 28, they're playing Burnley away and Norwich away, followed by Newcastle at home in game week 29. So three teams who don't score generally too many goals um, means that the Chelsea defence now becomes an interesting option, Tom. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Obviously, we've had the Club World Cup with Chelsea. Um, before that, they were a bit leaky at the back. You know, everyone was wanting to shift off them. But they've got they've got insane fixtures coming up right the way through till probably game week 33, game week 34. Um, and we know how good they are defensively. And I think they're a team that you don't want to avoid. Um, I think you, you, you have to hop on. Um, get at least one, possibly the double up. But this is the perfect week to do it. Lots of seen people wild carding this week. You definitely have one. If I was wild carding, I'd probably have two. Um, I don't. Not many people are free hitting, so I think you've got to find some money to to get a Chelsea defender. I think you've seen there's the likes of the City ass defenders. Possibly you could uh, switch to a Chelsea defender. I wouldn't switch to Liverpool defenders, but. I think you you need to find some money somewhere to get to get a Chelsea defender, but I wouldn't. I I personally wouldn't hop on their attack yet. Yeah, I I agree with what you said there. I mean, clean sheet against Liverpool in the League Cup. I know it's not a Premier League fixture, but Thiago Silva looked quality. I think when he plays, the chance for Chelsea clean sheet is high. Um, but the the fixtures just not in the next few game weeks, but long term, all the way through till the end of the season. Um, they're looking good. They only play United and Arsenal, I think, in the top six until the end of the season and West Ham. So a kind fixture run into, up until the end of the season. And they've got two um, game weeks, two games still to be rescheduled, um, which is obviously an extra pull. Now, I think the best options that you're looking at is Rudiger and James. James obviously has the goal and assist threat we've seen at the start of the season. And he, he did look fairly decent against Liverpool, had a shot or two from the edge of the box. Um, so I'd certainly be looking to invest there uh, within the next few weeks. But I'm, I'd just be worried about James at the moment with minutes um, because he played a lot longer than he was due to in the League Cup. He came on for an injured Aspilicueta in about 50 minutes and he ended up playing 40 minutes plus extra time. So um, I think he was only fit for 20 minutes, the physios were saying. So you know, chances are he's not going to play 90 in both of these next two games. Um, so if I was investing now, I'd go for Rudiger 100%. Um, but in a couple of weeks, I think James will be the man to go to. Um, Chelsea defence, Tom, Timo Werner, goal and two assists against Luton. I mean, it's one to keep an eye on because they've got so many options there now. Because um, Ziyech was on a nice run of form before his little knock. Um, so I'm not sure who's going to play and if there's anyone nailed in that front three yet. But it's one to keep an eye on. And if you're wildcarding in 31 or 32, then I think a Chelsea attacker might be on your mind. But not now. Tom, are you there? Oh, he's muted his mic. He's muted his mic. Well done, Tom. Hello? There we go. What well on, bro? <laughs> no, nah, my 
my mic stopped working. I have to unplug it. But as I was saying, you're you're getting excited with Werner, um, and he has only he's it's Luton. Just remember mm-hmm. that Chelsea are supposed to be world champions, and they're playing a team who are in the playoffs in the championship. To be fair, but still, you expect them to do it. It'd be like it'd be like it's like playing a worse version of Norwich. So I wouldn't get too overhyped about what he's done against against Luton. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with what you said, Tom. I think Rudiger's the man. I don't know if you heard everything I said, but Rudiger's the man to go for with for the next couple of weeks. And if you're going to transfer in any defender, I'd probably go with him because I think chance of Chelsea cleaning cheats in the next three is very high. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, again, he is a bit steep price-wise, but it will be worth it. If you can't get to Rudiger, would you say avoid Chelsea defensively? Or... And go somewhere else, or would you go for a different Chelsea defender? Yeah, see, that's an interesting one. Obviously, James is more expensive, so you're looking at one of the other centre backs. I certainly wouldn't go uh, Alonso at the moment. Um, I don't think he's guaranteed the minutes at all. Saar as well, same situation. Chalaber again, I wouldn't trust that. You've got Christensen, Aspilicueta, and um, Thiago Silva after that. Now, Christensen hasn't been playing much, so I'd avoid Christensen. And then you've got Aspilicueta. I'm not sure that the extent of his injury um, but I wouldn't risk it um, I think Thiago Silva is the only other player you could go for and that is completely down to you I personally wouldn't do it um, even though he's got a decent goal for it uh, probably just as good as Rudiger's I wouldn't do it because he is 37 and they don't want to overload him with, with game time especially after the League Cup final yeah yeah. No, I, th- I think he'll play both but yeah, I think at the moment is you want to go for Rudiger and um, and maybe if you are wild card and you go for Reese James as a as to as your second Chelsea defender to get on him early, um, but obviously there is that risk of him not playing all the games. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's come back from an injury. He looked fairly decent against Liverpool. He's going to be getting back to full fitness. So within the next two game weeks, I'd say by game week 30, 31, he'll be absolutely fine. Uh, no problems with fitness at all. So if you're on your wild card, I'd have him in. Yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Now, okay. I think I think the next game to talk about is Spurs Leeds. We were obviously watching that game together, um, and I think we were both quite happy with the end result. Well, it was a massive goal for us on the free hit. I captained Son. Um, you obviously had Son in your team as well. I've, no, you didn't have Son in your team. We had Son in our joint team as well. So to see that lovely Kane assist for the Son goal at the right of the death was was superb for us. Um, I think one one player I want to pick out from this game, Tom, who did play in the FA Cup as well, is Doherty. Now, he seems oh, to possibly become first-choice right-back. And he missed the sitter as well, even though he scored and got an assist. He missed the sitter still against Leeds as well. So, is, is there any attraction there for you, Tom? Because the goal threat is clearly there. Definitely not. No, um... Doherty's done what Emerson Royale did when I went to watch Spurs Brighton. He's had one game where he's actually learnt to attack and Emerson Royale did this, scored at Brighton as well. He was he was playing well. There is no way I'd go near Doherty. No way. Um, he's still one of the worst right back right wing backs in the league. All it takes is one bad performance and Royale's back in. They're both as bad as each other. Um, I, just, I, just wouldn't, I wouldn't go there at all. Well, Definitely. there you have it from a Spurs fan, Spurs fan himself. <laughs> Every Spurs fan would say the same thing as well. Trust me on that. Um, I think the the fact that he could um, get 
you know, could lose his place so easily if he has a one or two bad performances means that you stay away. But the potential is certainly there. 18 points against Leeds, Tom. And on the other side, Ryan Sessegnon also been picking up quite a lot of minutes recently. He got an assist for the Doherty goal, sitting at 4.3 million. Do you think he's becoming a nailed um, option in that team? I'm not sure. Um, I was I was impressed with him. Again, I don't think you could trust him for minutes. Um, I could easily see Reguilon coming back in, even though sessegnon has been very impressive. Um, so again, it's probably an avoid. I think it's an avoid for him as well at the moment. Um, yeah, for now, yeah, he's, again, you, you've got to think about priority transfers right now. And Spurs defenders aren't uh, that at the moment, but I'm going to be watching them over the next few weeks because when our wild card in 31-32, like on our team, Tom, Spurs have got a kind run of fixtures. So 4.3, I think this Spurs defence has potential, well, this, these Spurs win-backs in particular. And then moving on to the attack, Tom, Kulisevsky gets the goal like he scored against Man City. What are your thoughts on him at 6 mil? He does look good. Um, I... I annoyingly missed the Middlesbrough game. I tuned in for the last half an hour where he got subbed for Mora. Um, not for Mora, sorry, for Regulon. I think, again, that's more of a thing of he'd played a lot of minutes. He was getting a bit tired. So I think he'll be he'll, he'll, he'll start again at Everton. Um, I've been impressed with him. He has a good balance. He's good going forward. He's good attacking. And he's got some creativity as well. And he does look a bit selfish. So I think now, I, I, I said, I think last week or the week before on the pod, I'd, I'd give it a, a wait a week or two just to see. But with Mora out injured as well, I think he's nailed in that team and he's definitely an option. Especially with Spurs playing in 30 now and doubling in 29. Definitely yeah. one to consider. Would you be interested in bringing him in now? Because he does have to double in 29. Again, I think it's down to your um, your team structure, I think. I don't think it's a bad idea, um, but I think I'd target getting players like Rafinha first. Um, but if you've got if you've got a solid solid team and you're looking for a midfielder, then yeah, I don't I don't see why not. He, he's definitely a good option. Yeah, another one to keep an eye on. Um, and Kane, I mean, uh, dropping deep, but I mean, finally we're seeing uh, the results of that um, deep play. Absolutely superb through balls um, going forward, and he looks like a great option. It looks really confident. 12.3 million is the only caveat there. Um, but I, I was really impressed when I watched him, Tom. Uh, I think he's a great asset to own with, with pretty decent fixtures for Spurs. And they play in game McFarty as well now, which is quite a bonus. Now, because Spurs and West Ham both lost in the FA Cup, their fixture hasn't been rescheduled. So they play in 30. So we now have five fixtures in game 30. Wolves, Leeds, Villa, Arsenal, Leicester, Brentford, Spurs, West Ham and Watford, Everton, which does affect people's um, free hit plans, in my opinion. Um, game 30 was kind of um, earmarked as a, a time where maybe uh, the free hit would be a good place to gain points. Um, and now I think it's, it's changed slightly. I think the, chance, the chances are you're going to have um, one or two players from that Spurs West Ham game at least, and so you're looking at for most teams seven eight players in that game week, which would put me off the wild card. Um, and on this topic, Tom, how many players would you say is a minimum um, to having in game week thirty without free hitting? I think firstly, just to note, obviously Everton are going to be playing in half 
in an hour against Boreham Wood. So their game will probably be called off because I think they'll beat Boreham Wood. So that there'll probably be four fixtures oh, good in, point, yeah. in game week 30. But uh, again, I don't know. I think you want to be going into game week 30 with seven, eight players and then making two transfers probably. So I think you want to be aiming to have nine to a nine to eleven. I think, to be honest. So I mean, yeah. If you had less than nine, would you recommend free in? What less than nine after making your transfers in play? Yeah. Pro- probably. Um, it's hard one to say. I think it depends on who those nine players are. I mean, if you got someone like Kane or. A, a, a reliable player and then you can just captain him and I think you'll get it through it but if you don't have players like Kane or Son like the big the big hitters in this game week then I, I, I think it's if you've got less than nine then it's going to be important I think the captaincy will be important that week but again I do think it is dependent on the players that you own in your team Yeah and I think after tonight we're going to know if that Watford Everton game is called off so we're going to know exactly what fixtures will be played in game week 30 so we should be starting to think of a well, maybe not starting to think. We should be thinking quite thoroughly about the strategy for 30. Um, people on the wild card, I would imagine, will be trying to get through this this game week without free hitting. Um, but the fixtures, they're not the the strongest fixtures like we had this week um, with what seemed like City at Everton and United home to Watford and Spurs away at Leeds. You know, they seem like really good fixtures. These ones, not so much. They're a bit more unpredictable. I think Leicester, Leicester against Brentford will be an interesting one. Possibly the return of Vardy and Madison could be a lot of points to gain there. But I, I'm being put more and more off the free hit, Tom. Um, just because I feel like I can field enough players. I think if you've got eight players, I wouldn't play the free hit. Yeah, I mean, I planned in my own team about four game weeks ago that I wasn't going to free hit in 30 before I even knew the fixtures. So I've been gambling with players I brought in trying to plan for it so I've personally been set on the no free hit and 30 and I'm, the way it's, it hasn't gone the way I wanted it to go but I'm still going to be fine for players um, so if you haven't been planning for it then I don't know what you've been doing you, you better have a look at your team and have a think um, but if you've got if you if you somehow have two free hits left then I probably would just use it in 30 just don't worry about it just attack the next two game weeks um, I don't think anyone has. I don't think many people have two free hits left. Um, but yeah, it's very team dependent, and you should have a, a structure built for your team yeah. and a plan in place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, going back to Leeds Spurs, Tom. Um, if we talk about Leeds quickly, they've got some nice fixtures coming up, um, and obviously playing game week thirty, so a, a good option in that sense. Um, be able to get in. Sacked wasn't really too surprising after his uh, run of poor performances. And Jesse Marsh is coming in. Now, he looks to be a manager who likes to press, likes to be on the front foot, likes to create chances through uh, pressing high up the pitch and pressing efficiently. And Leipzig, he, he's been the manager of Leipzig for the first half of this season. And they were high up for expected goals, I believe. Um, so that that bodes well for your lead attacking options. I think we can expect more stability from that Leeds front line. Um, obviously, Rafinha was quite nailed anyway, but the other options could come into their own. I think someone like Rodrigo might uh, nail himself in that team. And, and Kunku, who's been playing for Leipzig this season, had a great season. Um, 
getting a lot of goals and assists. And so Rafinha could take up that role. Um, but I think I think certainly in the next couple of weeks, I would like to have Rafinha. And I think their, their defence will be one to stay off. Leipzig weren't great defensively this season. I think they're sitting 11th in the table in the Bundesliga right now. Um, but I think their their attack could, could be a decent option going into the end of the season. Certainly Rafinha. Yeah, I think firstly, Leeds made the wrong call sacking Bielsa. Um, and I think all Leeds fans agree. A lot of their fans said they'd prefer to go get relegated with Bielsa and be a team that just, be a, basically a team like Burnley, that every season know they're going to be fighting for relegation, um, but they've got nothing else to push for. I I think Leeds went, played Man United, Liverpool and Tottenham three hard games, and now they go into a good run. So again, their fans were annoyed that Bielsa can have been given the chance. Um. But yeah, I, I think it's similar really with Leeds. I still think it's Rafinha or a bus at the moment. Um, I think there'll be a bounce. But yeah, like you said, I wouldn't go near their defence. And I, I do think Rafinha is the only, the only Leeds player I'd want at the moment. Yeah. And how much of a priority transfer in do you think Rafinha is? I imagine he'll keep penalties as well. I, I think it's quite, it's quite a, it's quite a high um, priority transfer. Again, it, it depends on your plan. Um, I I still think maybe Chelsea defence is more is a higher priority than Leeds but that again depends what you're doing in game week 30 um, but at Rafinha's, at Rafinha's price he's definitely a player I'd want to own and I've owned him since game week 5 in my own team um, so again I, I think he's a player you, you want to try and get on Cool, I agree with you there. Everyone else in the Leeds team stay away from. Next game on the Saturday was Brentford-Newcastle. Not much to say from Brentford perspective. I still don't think they're worth the investment, even if they go on a good run. Um, I'd stick away from them, to be honest. But Newcastle, more interestingly, get another clean sheet, Tom. Um, And I think this is something we should be paying attention to. Since Eddie Howe has come in, well, at least in the last five game weeks, they've conceded two goals and kept three clean sheets. And look solid defensively with the introduction of Dan Byrne as well. Dubravka's been playing well. So I think defensively, they're they're good options and very cheap options as well. Now, they've got two doubles in the next two game weeks. I think Dubravka's a great option. Um, After that, for the rest of the season, fixtures are a bit up and down. Um, But I think certainly in the short term, they could be worth um, the investment in the defence. Someone like Dubravka, I think on a wild card, you want to have Dubravka. He rotates nicely with Ramsdale until the end of the season. Um, so if you're on a wild card, then have a look at that. Um, but I, I'm impressed by uh, Newcastle offensively. There's been a big bounce under Eddie Howe. Won a lot of games since he's come in. Um, and also in the attack, Tom Joe Willett getting his second goal in two games. He's looking decent. Other than that, I mean, Chris Woods missed another great chance to stay away from him. Fraser doesn't get enough points, I'd say, so to stay away from him. Um, Sam Maximum should be coming back soon as well he'll be a decent option these next two um, game weeks um, but I think for me here there, there's there's potential to to invest and if you're on a wild card I'd strongly consider having Dubravka and or Willem yeah um, yeah it's, it's a hard one I, I wouldn't I still wouldn't go near, near Willock myself um, I think Fraser would be a better pick than Willock Um Defensively, they, they do look good. It's such a shame Trippier got injured. Otherwise, I'd definitely have him in my team. Um, but 
again, I wouldn't get too overhyped by Newcastle. I wouldn't be. I think your microphone has disconnected, Tom. Um, in game week 29, uh, Newcastle played Chelsea away and Everton away. So I still think defensively, someone like Dubravka can pick up save points. There's even a chance for the uh, the clean sheet possibly away at Chelsea. Um, so I don't mind. I like the defence, certainly, at the cheap price. Uh, Willick, someone for the short term, in my opinion. Are we back, Tom? Not just yet. So that's that's my thoughts on Newcastle. I think Dubravka is probably the main guy you want to look at. I'll certainly be looking to invest come game week 31 or 32 uh, when I'm looking to free hit. Now, as we wait for Tom, I'll move on into Palace versus Burnley. We'll, we'll revert back to Newcastle once Tom gets um, back on the, the call. So Palace-Burnley was another... Uh, interesting game. I mean, a lot of people went and, and backed Burnley and that backfired completely. Defensively, I think Palace was one probably slightly better game for them. Um, they didn't have a great deal of chances, Palace. Pope only had to make three saves. Okay, one of them was a very decent save, I think. But in general, uh, it was an early goal they conceded that kind of ruined it for, for them and for all of the Burnley defensive owners, um, which was a great shame. But again, as Tom will love to mention, um, don't fall into double game week trap. They were still two fairly difficult fixtures, Palace away and, and Leicester at home. So um, we learn our lesson, we pay attention uh, in the future. Um, just, yeah, just make sure when when, we, when it comes to these double game weeks, we don't uh, just look at it as two games and, and think that the team instantly becomes great. You know, really look in depth at the, the fixtures that there are uh, and then make your decision. Uh, based of how good those fixtures um, actually are. Tom, are we back? Still not back. Wow, solo podium for me today. You'd love to see it. Still... <laughs> Tom, I'll keep talking. Don't worry. Oh, he's back. He's back. Well done, Tom. Well done, Tom. Can I get your opinions on... Well, I think you were just due to finish what you want to say on Newcastle and then Palace Burnley as well I've just been talking about Palace Burnley I went one all didn't I yeah he did on the predictions yeah yeah so again I, I, I said the, the clean sheet wouldn't happen um, so I'm glad I didn't fall into the free hit trap um, on Newcastle again I would stay away from Willock myself but I was saying I, I don't know how much of, of it you heard but it's such a shame Trippier is injured because um, he would have been so good for, the, for this period but I do think there is a possibility to invest in them. But we have got to remember that they are still a relegation side and that they're not going to be keeping clean sheets that often. Um, so, again, I don't think there's a need to get on them. But if you do have them, then, then fair play. I think it's, it's a good team to, to have, but they're not yeah. necessary. Again, not a priority. Um, but on the wild card, especially with the cheap options there are, I, I'd be I'd be paying attention because they're on a great run of form right now. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but I also wouldn't be wildcarding to bring in Newcastle players. You know, oh, I'll no, be definitely not. No, it's a long-term move, remember. Now, um, just gone through, mainly looked at Burnley, Tom Elise getting the assist for Palace. I, I don't really have too much to say on Palace. I don't think they're a team that you need to own and certainly don't need to invest in. I uh, haven't got good fixtures coming up. Wolves, City, then a blank. 
fixtures to end the season are good for Palace, but for now, if you've got them, maybe hold, but I'm not interested at all, personally. Yeah, I was at Palace, Palace v Stoke, and um, firstly, great atmosphere at Palace. They, they have a great great home crowd, very impressed. At least they does look good. I mean, I watched Watford Palace the week before and then Palace Stoke, both live at, at the grounds, and I was very impressed with Elise. Um, but yeah, their fixtures aren't great, so I would stay. I would stay away from Palace. No need to invest in them. Time to sell, I think. Yeah. And a word on Vekhorst, Tom. Uh, now, he, a lot of people are captained in this week, and I expect because of his three points, a lot of people will um, be getting red if they have him in their own teams. That's seen a few people, spoken to a few people who are looking at um, possibly having Vekhorst on the wild card. I, I personally wouldn't go there, Thoughts Did get the offside goal as well. Yeah, I'm annoyed. I brought him in in my team. Um, I did get one Bernie player in the end. I brought him in thinking that, well, hoping that West Ham would beat Southampton and then I'd have him playing in 30. Now, I'm definitely benching him for the Chelsea game. Um, you don't want him for that. And then he plays Brentford. So I think that's a game to play. So I think if you got him, you don't sell him. But I, I don't think I would be. I think on the wild card, I'd have Kane, Broger, and then someone else, some third like striker. Or Dennis or someone like that. No, not Dennis. No. <laughs> and not probably not Adams either. I wouldn't have double since that. But I'd have, I'd have another third striker. I don't think Weghorst is necessary. Um, no, but I wouldn't sell him, though. I wouldn't sell him. Not this week. Un- unless you're getting Kane. All right. Uh, moving on to next game, Tom. United versus Watford. This was just very disappointing. Um, if you owned Ronaldo or Fernandez, wow, you got unfortunate here. Uh, Ronaldo hits the post. Two great chances set up by Fernandez, or one certainly, and he, Ronaldo missed it. Ronaldo, Fernandez should have squared it to Ronaldo yeah. for an open goal. You know, the, the potential was here for 15 plus holes from both of them. And so I don't think it was the wrong decision to to back them on the free hit at all. Uh, I think they were very unfortunate. Watford conceding quite a lot of chances, um, as you'd really expect, to be honest, the way at United. Um, a jammy win, a jammy draw, sorry, for, for Watford, but I'm still not confident with, with their defence. No, again, United is a team that I personally think you've invested in highly over, uh, too much over the, the last 10 game weeks. Um, definitely overhyped by a lot of people. You can see it. We've seen before that Ronaldo and Fernandes don't work together well for Portugal. Um, so I think now people are realising that they're, they're not as good FBI assets as people think. Um, but yeah, I, I watched much today back and you're very unfortunate if you picked any of them. I'm just glad that I didn't have any in my team. That's all I have to say on them. <laughs> and a big win big win for Roy Hodgson's Watford. No, big draw, sorry. It big draw, big draw, like, yeah. Probably, Probably felt like a win, and uh, Ben Foster got Ronaldo's shirt, so he he, he definitely felt like a win for him. <laughs> yeah, you'd love to see it. Um, I also I also do on Watford uh, when I was at the the Watford game. Someone put a massive balloon on the pitch. It was like a beach ball sized balloon, and I, I listened to Foster back after the game, and he he tried to pop it with his foot, and his knee twisted, and he basically said he probably felt he was about. Like a little bit more of a twist away from being injured from popping a balloon, he, he did get it done the second time of trying. But imagine that he—he he nearly injured himself from a from trying to pop a balloon, and it would have been bad because it was his knee as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was quite funny. The, the Watford fans were very impressed with him. 
<laughs> and well, and what, another thing as well, um, obviously we we look at Foster as sort of as a legend sort of thing, you know, the cycling GK as his YouTube, but there seems to be a lot of people don't like him at Watford. A lot of people getting annoyed at him, telling telling his friend to put his uh because his friend films it for him now because he's not allowed it in his goal, his GoPro. They're all they're, they're, you know, they they don't seem to I thought he was more of a fan's favourite, but by the sounds of it when I was there, maybe because they had conceded four, but None of the fans seem to like him, so I was a bit, I was a bit disappointed with the, the toxic Watford fans. <laughs> you got to love Ben Foster, cycling GK. Yeah, um, yeah. Fixtures for Watford look all right, Tom. Um, they've got some massive home games to end the season: Leicester, Burnley, uh, Brentford, Leeds, and Everton. Um, I, I, Dennis is still getting a lot of chances, and I'm, I'm not fully off him yet. I, I still think there's potential there. We've, we've saw, I believe it. I don't think he got injured. I feel like he was on the floor getting treated for an injury at one point. Um, I still think there's potential with Dennis, and uh, I'm going to keep holding him for now. Um, but what do you think of uh, attack and defence? Do you think there's any point keeping hold of them? Well, obviously, you keep hold of them now. They've got a double game week. Um, but I moved on Josh King last week, and it was the, probably the most relieved I've felt all season. Um, the only Watford player I think I would have in my team is Foster. Saar looks decent, but... They're not necessary when you've got the likes of Rafinha. I'd even go Willock, people like that, over over them for now. And especially as they're probably not going to play in 30 either. So Foster, the man that's been with me since game week one, is the only, is the only Watford player I'd want in my team. Yeah, that's it. OK, moving on to the next game, Brighton-Villa. Well, Brighton just seems to be on a, a downward slope right now. Really not doing great at all. 2-0 loss, 3-0 loss, 2-0 loss. Aren't scoring very many goals. Webster's out injured. Um, who you told me earlier, Tom, is tooted as the best uh, Brighton defender over Dunk by some Brighton fans, which is interesting. They haven't got great fixtures coming up, certainly wouldn't be wanting uh, to invest in them. Uh, but they look like a team who, who looks susceptible to conceding quite a few now. So um, Liverpool and Tottenham in the double. Uh, Brighton away instantly, for me now, becomes uh, more of a, an enticing fixture. Yeah, I... I... I have a slight problem because I have Sanchez still sitting in goal um, and he's someone that I may look to move on in 29 even though he's doubling um, obviously he doesn't play in 30 but they're just so bad at the back like a couple of weeks ago you'd look at it and be like oh that's tough for Liverpool and Tottenham I think we did when we when we saw they might double in 28 yeah. we said Brighton's a tough game but I mean Webster won't be back for sure for, for those games um, and yeah they're, they're just not going well at the moment and they always do go for a bad spell um so I, I think for me personally i'll be considering selling sanchez i don't know if it'll be worth it in the end but yeah no i, well, I wouldn't have any brian assets at the moment yeah it's not going well. and aston villa finally bouncing back um and uh, there was a lot of passion in that villa team uh when they on this game coming out on twitter players like mcginn um really recognize the importance of this victory watkins getting the goal i'm not interested in any uh, of the two strikers, Watkins or Ings, I don't back them at all. Options defensively, I, I'm still not convinced by uh, Villa. Um, didn't concede too many chances to Brighton, but then Brighton, as we mentioned, just aren't on very good form at all. Um, now, Villa have got, obviously, playing Gimmick 30, which is big, and have a decent double Southampton and Leeds in, in 28. Um, I wouldn't be looking to invest in the defence or Watkins, but I think... Coutinho and Ramsey do offer 
potential there. Coutinho is playing 90 pretty much every game now uh, alongside Ramsey. Um, so I think there's potential to invest there given that they uh, double in 28 and play the important plank game week 30. Uh, what are your thoughts on on those two, Tom? And do you think I'm missing out any options in that ability? Again, I have Ramsey in my team. Um, I think if you're wildcarding, I think he's still the best cheap midfielder. Obviously, you've got Gordon but in the mix as well, but I think Ramsey's the best. Um, yeah, I think if you stuck with Watkins, fair play. It must have been nice to have a return um, from him. I mean, people that, that did stick with him, yeah, that must have felt good. But I, I don't think I'd, again, like you, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't rule it out. I don't think I'd bring Watkins, no. But I remember, he is playing in 30. So, again, he's not a player I'd sell. Um, Ramsey, yeah, he's probably the best option. Defensively, yeah, I probably wouldn't go there either. So, Anton Leeds is, is two tough games, especially as we don't know how Leeds will be. There'll be a manager bounce, I think. Um, so, again, I wouldn't go there defensively. So, yeah, I think it is Ramsey or Coutinho. I'm still not fully convinced on Coutinho, to be honest. So, I think if you've got him, you keep him. But if you don't, he's not a move I'd make this week. I think I'd, I'd just leave it, to be honest. I've seen a few people on Twitter looking to Captain Coutinho. He's got that big haul in him, which which is slightly concerning, but he's also got the two-pointer, three-pointer in him. Um, I would prefer Rafinha over him. I don't think Coutinho's got pens either, so an extra plus for Rafinha. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, for Rafinha. And then Ramsey is just at his price. We saw what he did against Leeds. There's potential there, um, but it's mainly a price factor for me. Other than that, I'd stay away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be having Ramsey if it was six mil or something, just because he's cheap. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and last game on the Saturday, Everton City. Not all we expected. Foden playing up front, getting a um a poacher's goal, really, um in the eighty something minute. Massive win for City. Uh, but FPL perspective, I mean, <sighs> Rodri handball should have been given. I mean, the, the FA have even apologised about it. Shocking decision there. Man City have gotten away with it completely, but they they didn't look as, as good in this game again. I mean, that's two game weeks in a row where they haven't looked as strong, um, especially offensively. I mean, yeah, I mean, losing to Spurs and then coming away to Everton, and we expected them to thump uh, Everton, didn't we? I mean, our predictions were 3 0, 3 0, and 2 0. We all expected a comfortable win, but wasn't to be. And Mares getting benched again. I mean, the 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 City attacks, apart from phone, has been unreliable in the last two game weeks. Yeah, I think I think we over-expected with City. Um, we know Everton are good at home under Lampard. They're right at home. Um, I thought Pep would ch- change it back. I thought Mahrez had to start after what he saw at Spurs. Um, he does overcomplicate things a bit, I think. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think they got the job done. They'll be happy with it. But there isn't any interest in City for me at the moment, especially with their no doubles and not playing in 30. So it's a team you stay away from. Yeah. Got great fixtures to end the season, the last five or six game weeks. Um, yeah. I'll certainly be looking to get back on them on the wildcard 32 or so. Um, but for now, I don't think you should be fearful getting rid of City. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, haven't looked themselves recently. Moving on to the Sunday, Antonio getting two returns in a row now, Tom. Yeah. Wolves not doing the business and your man ain't Nuri not even playing, which is a shame. Um, I think Wolves' defence is still solid, though. I'll be happy to have him for the next three game weeks. 
three, four game weeks, got the double in 28 and then play in 30, got good fixtures as well, all green on the FDR. Um, West Ham's still not overly impressed, to be honest. I'd, now they've got the game in 30, I'd keep hold of your West Ham assets. Uh, most likely some people still have Bowen. I'd keep hold of him. Tottenham away is a half-decent fixture, but otherwise I wouldn't be looking to invest in West Ham. Would you be looking to invest in Wolves' defence? I'd certainly stay away from Jimenez. Um, Huangy Chan has been playing the last couple of games, but the attack's unreliable in terms of minutes. So I think Wolves' defence is the only place you might want to target. What are your thoughts, Tom? Yeah, no, I, I think they're still investable. I think if I didn't have my double Wolves' defence, I'd probably, probably be bringing in Saar this week. Um, so yeah, defensively, I think they are investable, but I would stick to the centre-backs. Um, and I, I have heard from some, from a West Ham fan that I know that watches them um, that Antonio is starting to look a bit better. Again, he wouldn't be a player I invest in, but if you got him, if you still have him somehow, I don't know why you'd still have him, but keep him. 33%, Tom. How much? 33%. What, owned? Yeah. Bloody hell, that's a lot of dead teams, though. Probably tw- at least 20% of that's dead teams. But, um, but yeah, no, he apparently is starting to play himself into a bit of form again, so keeping on him but yeah no I, I still wouldn't be afraid to invest in the Wolves defense yeah I, I'm not at the moment I'm not sure on Wolves defense I mean they always um, limit their opponents to few chances uh, but they've only kept one clean sheet in their last seven games now uh, which is very underwhelming uh, I still think they're going to keep a couple clean sheets in the next three game weeks um, but I don't think they're a priority to get in especially because their defenders don't seem to score many attacking points either. So I don't think they're a priority. Um, I, I, I would prefer to have one. Though. I think one's a decent amount. I wouldn't be afraid going without two. Yeah, I have a quick question for you, Chris. I've just read um, the draw is about to go underway. Gareth Southgate is doing the draw. Will City get a rigged draw again, do you think? <laughs> With Gareth Southgate doing City it. Are gonna pull, City are going to pull Crystal Palace. You think at, at the Etihad? Nah, at Palace, I reckon. Palace win. Palace. All right, that's not an easy draw. Um, but yeah, no, we'll have to see. But yeah, no, I think like you said, one, one Wolves defence, definitely, definitely viable option. Yep. Cool. And then final game of game week 27 was uh, Burnley. Leicester, we've already spoken about Burnley. Most importantly though, Leicester come back uh, with a massive win away at Burnley who, who have taken points away from Spurs and United at Turf Moor in the last few weeks. Um, still with three games left to be rescheduled, playing in game week 30. Um, Madison and Vardy getting the points, Tom. Uh, um, I'll be paying close attention to Vardy against Leeds and Arsenal. Yeah, so Vardy's he could be back. coming in on my, um, on my wild card later in the season. You love to see it, that he's back. Madison again, didn't even start the game, came on, scored a minute later. Um, so, again, he's a player to watch, but there's too much rotation risk. But yeah, with Vardy, I think his minutes might be more managed, but it's good to see him back and scoring with a bang. I've missed him. Exactly. Certainly one to keep an eye on. And if you are free hitting in game week 30, I would be strongly looking and probably advising you to get in Jamie Vardy and James Madison. Yep. Yeah, I can agree on that. Yeah. All right, moving on to um, this game week now, Tom. So we rounded up game week 27, interesting game week. Um, as I mentioned at the start, a big game week for us 
are on the joint team. We're really pleased with how we're doing at the moment. Uh, we've gone up 250k, nearly half our rank in two game weeks. So, you know, the the points are still close together. Um, it's a it's a time this season with a lot of variance. So just keep believing, uh, keep planning, and you can really jump down the rankings uh, as shown by our team in the last two game weeks, Tom. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. There's a like like we said, these coming upcoming game weeks. There's a lot of ground to make. So just make sure you play it, play it your way, um, to gain the ground. Shall we? Uh, shall we pick our differentials, Chris? Yes, I'm gonna start us off. Unless you're gonna object, Tom. No, I think it's your turn. Okay, good. So I'm gonna back a double double game week of this game week. So we got Norwich, Chelsea, Southampton, Newcastle, Wolves, Watford, Leeds, and Villa all doubling this week. Eight different teams. Now I'm backing one of those teams to keep at least one clean sheet this week. This man has done me well in the past for goal for as a defender. Don't think we picked him earlier in the season, Tom. It's Roman Seiss. Uh, I'm hoping he can bag himself a headed goal against Palace or Watford. But I think certainly uh, one clean sheet is likely against Palace and Watford at home for Wolves. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Who are you going uh, for? I'm going with Thiago Silva. Oh, Reese James was too high owned. There was someone else going to go for. Brogia was too high owned. Um, so yeah, um, Thiago Silva is. I, mean, I, I think he plays both with the injuries Chelsea have. So yeah, I'm confident. I think he scores in that as well. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he does back a goal. Um, yep, yeah, both under ten percent owned. Tom, how much is Thiago Silva? Uh, I don't know. He's like six, six point four. Okay, good. Just checking. Just checking. Yeah, I, I, I did check. So, yeah, we're moving into uh, another uh, double game week. And there's there's a lot of options to find about, a lot of cheaper options, Tom. So I'd just like to pick out the most important ones if we haven't done already. Um, obviously, you mentioned Chelsea defence. I think short term, this is one. And long term, if, if you're going on the wild card now, this is a team that you want to at least get one defender from. Yeah, um, just quickly, City are going to St. Mary's. Oh, that's a tough game. Very tough game. Yeah, Chelsea going to Middlesbrough. Liverpool playing Notts Forest or Huddersfield. And Palace have Everton or Borumwood. So, so not, not, the, not the easiest of draws. Middlesbrough got to take down one of the, the best team in the world now, supposedly. <laughs> um, you were saying about Chelsea, yeah? So, yeah, I think Chelsea defence... On a wild card, even if you're um, not playing wild card this week, is one you want to look at investing. You yeah. mentioned about injuries to Chelsea's defence. I hadn't, I didn't know so many players were injured. I'd have to check it myself um, to see whether Thiago Silva is likely to play there both the games. Um, but certainly, if there are quite a lot of injuries, then he's a cut price route into that Chelsea defence. Um, so they're one team you want to focus on. Um, Southampton. I think you want to have an attacker from Southampton. They're, they're on such great form at the moment. Uh, Broger, um, Adams is expensive, but I think could possibly be worth it. I'd favour Broger though. Um, defensively, on a wild card, I'd, I'd be considering someone like Walker Peters because I think he's the most Go nailed defender there. I'm not sure. Either. I think Walker Peters is first choice wing back. He can play right back and left back as well. Um, 
Newcastle, I'd look at someone like Dubravka as a backup goalkeeper, rotates well with Ramsdale. Willick, if you're feeling like back in a double game weeks. Uh, anyone, anyone else in the other games, Tom? Um, I don't think so. I think on Southampton, I think with Walker Peters having that hamstring supposed of injury, like a slight one, I don't think there's any um, point in risking him. So I don't necessarily think he plays at the weekend. I think if there's any chance that he, that it could make it worse, he'd just start throwing Livra. Wouldn't you yep. say? And then there, there, there be- then becomes the risk that um, you've got three rotating fullbacks, and so none of them are nailed. So you know, if you are wild card, want... <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably back someone like Matt Target to be honest. Who is sitting about four point seven mil, but he got forward quite a bit against Brentford, uh, and he looks like he could be picking up a couple of offensive returns uh, in the few coming game weeks um, yeah, alongside well, Dubravka. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've got Rafinha, obviously, from Leeds. You've got the Wolves defence. You'd probably have one on your wild card. Um, Villa, you'd have Jacob Ramsey. Watford, you've had Foster as your backup keeper. Um, you'd obviously have your Chelsea defence. Newcastle, like you said, Saints, like you said, and you'd stay away from Norwich. So for, for the doublers, I mean... It's, 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 I think it's quite straightforward, um, really. Yeah. I think, um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm still, I still don't think Dennis is finished as an option. If I was on the wild card, he might still be my third striker. Nah, I don't, I don't think not for me. Um, but, but yeah, no, possibly. I mean, there's not loads of other, um, exactly. So yeah. there's not loads of other options. You could even punt on someone like Vardy if you had the money. Totally, totally, yeah. On your because obviously he plays in 30 as well. I think if I was wildcard and I would have Vardy and Kane in my attack, I, I think a lot of people would be too scared to do that. What would you say? Yeah. Obviously, obviously, it's quite team dependent. What would you say the, the average number of doublers you'd, you'd want to have this week, especially if you're wildcard and into it? If you're wildcard and into it, I mean, you, you want to have some of these players that we mentioned in the mid to long term. So you're looking at one to two Chelsea players, one to two Southampton. Uh, Rafinha probably at Aston Villa playing so you're looking at Wolves player as well maybe six, seven quality doublers um, I mean in our own team we've got one, two, three, four, five doublers and we're going to be bringing in another two so we're going to be having seven I think that's a decent amount to have um, you've obviously still got to remember that Liverpool have got a good home fixture against West Ham and Spurs are playing Everton at home so there, there's good quality double single game because this week as well. Um, but I think if you've got six or seven, yeah, that's good. But don't, don't be bringing in some crappy double game week options just because they got a double game. Yeah, you don't want to force it like like we said about a hundred times in this pod. You don't yeah. want to, you don't want to over hype the double game week. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Tom. If we move into our team for yeah. this gimmick, we've been mentioning Chelsea defence and we've been mentioning Rafinha a lot. And we're, we're back in our own advice this week, Tom. We're looking at bringing in both Rudiger and Rafinha for reasons we've mentioned earlier in the pods. We're planning at the moment, hopefully, to... Um, well, we'll probably end up playing the free hit because at the moment our team's got, I think, four or five players who are going to double so even with transfers we're looking at so who are going to play in the blank game week 30 so transfers we're looking at a maximum of six maybe seven 
And so there you look at you're looking at four new players. That's probably a minimum of eight points you're gaining from the free hit already. You know, so um, we're likely to free hit, but Rudiger and uh, Rafinha in for Diaz and um, Foden this week, which will be nice. Yeah, and we haven't we're not set on the cups yet between Salah Kane and possibly Rafinha, but again we'll we'll decide on that today or tomorrow. Um, yeah. Who who would you recommend at the moment? Who is in your thoughts the best captaincy option? I I I do think it is between Kane or Salah. Um, I think there's an argument to go with Rudiger, but again that's captain of centre backs. I don't know. I think again that's sort of overhyping the doubles, but for me it's between Kane or Salah. The, the two the two arguably best attackers in the Prem, and they're both on good form. And they're both playing leaky defences, so I, I I don't see why not. Again, don't overthink it. So I think one of them, yeah, yeah. Salah. I mean, I, I think I'm leaning towards Salah over Kane at the moment because I haven't been overly impressed by West Ham defensively of late. Um, and Liverpool are going to be really up for this game. Um, they know they need to win every game right now. I think the momentum is really with Liverpool at the moment, uh, and so I'd back them to win two put two or three past West Ham um, and Salah's obviously going to be in the thick of that so I expect at least a goal from Salah this week what puts me off Kane is um, Everton's performance against City I know they've been better at home than away under Lampard clearly there's a big difference between their performance their results at home and away um, and you personally Tom expect a big bounce back from Spurs after their defeat to Middlesbrough, uh, but I think I can just see on a Monday night Everton sitting back and it being a one or two nil. Um, so I think there's just more potential with Salah, and I'm not against Rafinha at all. I, I'd probably go Salah, Rafinha, and then Kane. But uh, you know, my mind could change that. I think Rafinha is a top quality option with decent fixtures this week. Yeah. What transfers are you making your own team? Not a good time to ask me, Tom. I've been uh, looking at our team more than my own team, to be honest. I'm really, I was thinking of wildcarding earlier in the week, but then I was like, nah, yeah. my wildcard might get less points than my actual team. Um, I'll probably try and get someone like Rafinha in, but I don't think I'll be getting a Chelsea defender in. I'll probably keep Cancelo because he's got that goal for it. Um, but yeah, my team's not looking great for this week at all, I have to say. Well, just make sure you don't miss the deadline when you're out enjoying yourself. <laughs> Otherwise, you may not be welcome back on the pod next week. Um, I I have thought about my team because I um I I do like to become prepared for the pod, unlike some people. And I am bringing in Rudiger, and I'm bringing in the, the ginger from Sweden, Kulazewski. Um, I've been very impressed with him, and since that Tottenham are playing in thirty, that's nailed the move for me. I'm going up to watch Tottenham Everton as well on the Monday. Um, so I think he's got four good fixtures coming up. And I really think, I, I do personally think the best fixture out of those four is the United game, the way it's going to play out in that double. So getting on him early, plays in 30. Um, and Tottenham are probably likely to double in 33 as well. So yeah, yeah that's, that's my two moves. I like Kulisevsky. We watched the Leeds game together on, on Saturday morning and... I thought, I think we both mentioned that Kulisevsky likes to take shot. He's a fairly greedy player. He's got an eye for goal, uh, for sure, likes cutting in off the right and shooting on his stronger left foot. Um, and that's what you want to see from, from an FPL option. 
I think if he if he nails that place, it, he he won't get too many points less than Son at a much cheaper price. So I I like the investment, Tom. I think there's certainly points potential there, and you're planning for the next three game weeks very nicely up until your wild card. So I like it. Yeah, and uh, apparently Son was awful against Middlesbrough. The Spurs fans calling him to be dropped. I mean, <laughs> it it better not happen. I don't think Conte would do that, but I heard he was woeful. So. I mean, I know you've got him in your team, but um, but yeah, he won't get dropped. No, definitely not. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm happy with my uh, with my picks. Um, predictions to end it off. Yeah, to round off the pod, we'll go through predictions for this week. We have got fourteen, I believe, to get through. Um, yeah, Tom, start us off then. Leicester versus Leeds at twelve thirty on Saturday. I'm expecting goals from both sides. I think Leeds will be all right with with Jesse Marsh, um, offensively especially. But I think Leicester have got the confidence in this one. What are you going to go for? Yeah, well, two one Leicester. <laughs> Not much yeah, to say. Tom. Yeah, I've gone with two one as well. Even after I certainly you think just hyping up Jesse Marsh's Leeds. Yeah, I think Leicester, they'll be really confident, I think, especially with Vardy coming back, Madison coming back from a little knock. Um, I think I think they're going to enjoy themselves in this game. Well, you can go first. But I expect to improve leads. You can see our prediction first for this one, though. Villa versus Saints. Now, it, this one's a hard one to call. I'm really not sure. After a poor run of form, Villa beating Brighton will give them confidence for sure. But I, I, I think Southampton are the better team than them at the moment. Um, so I'm going to back them to win 2-1. I'm going 1-0. Um, I think it is a tough one to call, but I think Villa are, are decent at home. Southampton aren't as good away, but I can't see the team winning it. So. Burnley versus Chelsea. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, expect clean sheets for the Chelsea boys, uh, in my opinion. 1-0. Yeah. 1-0, yeah. Yep, same for me. Yeah, all right. See them scoring many more. Next game is Newcastle versus Brighton. Now it's pretty predictable what I'm going to go for, Tom. So I'll let you go first. Two 0 Newcastle. Two <laughs> yeah. 0 Can't see much no, from Brighton's attack or defence in this one. No wonder you let me go first. <laughs> I already knew. I don't think we're going to have the same prediction for Norwich versus Brentford, though, Tom. One 0 I was only joking. Ah, uh, what did you go? <laughs> one one. Oh dear. Ah, uh, great minds think alike, Tom. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm almost certain we won't have gone for the same prediction in the next game. Wolves versus Palace. Well, one 0 Yeah, I've gone with one nil to Wolves. I think this will be a low-scoring game, and Wolves need to pick up a clean sheet after like seven. No. Yeah, I was thinking of um going Wolves to win one nil, but after what I've seen at Palace, I've been impressed. Yep. Okay. Liverpool versus West Ham. Now initially I put down two 0 I'm now going to go three 0 Liverpool. I'm going three one Liverpool. Okay. Very nice. Watford versus Arsenal. Now, as I mentioned, Watford conceded quite a few chances to United. Um, but did keep a clean sheet. I think Arsenal are going to win this one fairly comfortably. They're confident. 3-1 for me to Arsenal. 
2 0 to Arsenal. Okay. Very nice. Man City versus Man United. Tom, hard one to call for me. I struggled making this decision because of City's performances in the last two games. What are you going for? I'm selling Foden, but I'm going 3 1 Man City. Yeah. I hope they don't win for the title race. Uh, but I think they might just scrape past United 2 1. I wouldn't be surprised if United popped up with a, uh, and took points off City this week, though, I have to say. I would. City win this comp. Interesting. Uh, moving on to the next week, Monday night, Spurs versus Everton. You'll be there, Tom. I think this is going to be a very predictable 2 0 from you. I've also gone with 2 0. 5 0. No, yeah, 2 0. <laughs> Just kidding, 2 0 Spurs. I thought for a, for a split second you might actually have backed that considering you're going to the game. Yeah, I no. think Spurs are going to win this one. Yeah, 2 0. Norwich versus Chelsea. Now we have four games on the Thursday, only yeah. one televised, these versus Villa. Uh, so a lot of football on a Thursday, which we're not used to on a, on in the Premier League. Uh, but hopefully there'll be some exciting games. What are you going for, Tom? Getting a one nil Chelsea. One nil Chelsea. I mm. gone with two Chelsea. Um, I think just looking at their their opponents in this double, you know, the double clean sheet is certainly on the card. So, um, investing in that defense is, you know, I think it's it's helpful if you actually go and predict the games. Uh, then it helps you to see whether you really think your options are going to be good or not. When you take the bias out. And, and make oh. a prediction completely objectively I think it can help because last week I mean I backed Burnley to beat Leicester 1-0 and it was a slightly biased prediction because I was kind of hoping that Burnley would keep a clean sheet but I wasn't overly confident to be honest the Palace away and Leicester at home and I think that that's a good example of um, how this can be quite a useful little exercise to, to predict the game the results taking away all your bias yeah that's the thing though it's hard to take away your bias <laughs> that's true <laughs> Next game. Saints versus Newcastle. 2-1 to the Saints. Mm, I like that prediction. I think Saints will win this one, but expect a good fight from Newcastle. They're going to be hard to break down. I've only gone with 1-0 to, to Southampton. Um, I, I do. I, I am impressed by Newcastle, and I think they're going to be a harder team to beat. It's Chelsea playing in game 29. I think people will expect Chelsea to win the, win the game quite comfortably, but I think Newcastle put up a big fight in that game as well. So only 1-0 for me, Saints. Yeah, fair enough. Penultimate game, Tom. Wolves versus Watford. Fine for my double Wolves clean sheet. 1-0 Wolves. I'm no pretty chance. certain on this one. Not a chance, bro. 2-1 Wolves. Dennis is going to score. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> And then the final game, Tom, Leeds versus Villa. I find it's really hard to predict. A bit like the City-United game. Uh, it's probably yeah, the hardest same. game to predict all week. I don't know how Leeds are going to be. I don't know how Aston Villa are going to be. So I've gone with a 2 all goal-scoring draw. Yeah, I, I was thinking 2 all, but I'm thinking under the new manager, they'll, they'll tr- try and concede less, even though he's not great defensively. So I'm going to go 1-1. Yeah, that was my original prediction. I think the draw seems quite likely in this one. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced of the draw. But... Well, yeah, back the draw, bro. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't know what to do. But I can see either team winning it as well. <laughs> Put in brackets 2-1 Villa and 2-1 Leeds for me as well. <laughs> no, no way. 
All right. Well, well, that that was that was another enjoyable pod that we've wrapped off the end to. We've uh, six minutes to kick off before Everton versus Boreham Wood up the yep. Wood Army. Um, looking forward to that one. We'll we'll be back next week. We'll 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 have more certainty on the. Well, no, well, we'll we'll know. We'll talk. Sorry, let me get my words out straight. We'll get into more depth into the the FA Cup draws, what that makes happen to game week thirty three. We'll have a little look into that, um, and I don't. Hopefully, we'll be podding on the Friday morning after four. I don't know if we would, we do want goal fests on the Thursday night, but four interesting games. Like you said, I do think it is a first that we've had four Premier League games on a Thursday, so that will be interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll make sure to post our team and. It's going to be, it's, it, I think it would definitely be a big split for captaincy this week. It's, it's a week to gain lots of ground. I do think lots of people will be drawn in with the double game weekers. So if you go for someone like Salah or Kane, there's a lot of ground to make. Um, so just make sure you, get, you go with your gut. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's not much more else for me to say. Do you have anything else to say, Chris? No, you've rounded off nicely, um, Tom. I hope everyone has uh, an enjoyable game week, watching a, an extended game week of football. Um, and we'll see you all here next uh, next Friday. So I hope you have a good week, guys, and see you next week. Yep. See you all then, guys.